On first down, they hand off to Marlon Mack. Huge hole, 50-yard line. He's at the 40, still going near sideline. He's at the 10, he's at the 5, and he will score. Touchdown, Marlon Mack. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. And again, it's picked off. It's Darius Leonard. Leonard with a second INT, and he's streaking down the near sideline. He's at the 40, he's at the 30, he's at the 20. He's going to go. A pick six for the Maniac. Horseshoe is back, baby. The horseshoe is back. What is going on, Colts fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice podcast. I am your host, Cody Felger, alongside your other host, Derek Larger, and we are continuing our look into the Colts position groups. Um, We've been doing our kind of look in kind of stacking up each Colts position group um, compared to the rest of the league. We've already looked at the quarterback group. So if you haven't checked that episode out, be sure to do that. But today we're looking at a group uh, that I think out of any of these groups on offense, we could argue is one of the top units in the league. Um, The Colts obviously added a player in Jonathan Taylor this year that we feel like is going to help propel this group even further to where they were last year. And that's the running back group. Um, so Derek, we can start here first with the guy who has been the start starting Colts running back the last two years, Marlon Mack. Um, last year he ran for over a thousand yards, eight rushing touchdowns. Um, you know, he's pretty good, but uh, you know, I think that the question mark for Marlon Mack has always been his durability concerns. Um, he's never played in a full 16 game season and that's no knock on Marlon Mack. I think that's just kind of, you know, the nature of the game, especially at the running back position, a lot of times running backs are pretty expendable a lot of times. Thus, the Colts drafted another running back, despite the fact that Marlon Mack are, you know, had over 1,000 yards, has been a very effective back when given the opportunity and when he's been on the field. Uh, so, Derek, talk to me first about Marlon Mack and what he's done, you know, even how he's improved his game since coming in in 2017, drafted in the fourth round that year. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned it, the durability of Marlon Mack's always been the biggest question, even though he's never really had a lot of injury concerns. I mean, he's missed some games every season, you know, it's kind of his thing. You know, he'll miss five to six games a season sometimes, but, you know, he'll play the majority of the season. And, you know, that's kind of what has hindered his, his production a lot of times, you know, I mean, he had a thousand yards what was it last year? And he still missed like three games or so. So, I mean, he could have went even higher in his numbers. I mean, this is a guy that has really grown his patience behind that offensive line. He's done so much better at seeing holes where they show up and being able to move in and out. I mean, you can just look at the 2019 game film And see, this is just not the Marlon Mack that Colts fans were used to when he first came in here. I mean, we knew he could run. We knew he could hit the hole and do all this. I mean, his college tape shows that. But we've never really seen him move in and out of, I mean, we saw the Kansas City run, right? Where he basically uh, jump cut it about four different times through a small hole and was able to break a one tackle to be able to make a play that he should have gotten maybe one or two yards, but instead ended up getting a 25-yard run out of it. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that Marlon Mack has really improved on. He has improved on his ability to make plays when none were there to begin with. I mean, not to mention his uh, being able to break off tackles. He's improved in that category a lot. 
I mean, his spin moves have gotten really good. He's developed a really nice stiff arm that has worked a lot of times. Okay. He is, he has been a very efficient runner in the red zone, making plays when it seemed like it was over. And that's just what I like about Marlon Mack. He has just been able to extend plays basically is what I'm trying to say. Extend plays when before those plays didn't exist with Marlon Mack, but now he's doing that. And that adds another level of what he's able to do. I think you can put him right now as a top 10 running back in this league. When you just look at the pure ability that this guy is able to do. Yeah. The Colts are wanting to increase the rushing attack, but I think top 10 running back is not out of reach when it comes to Marlon Mack. I think his last year's tape showed that. And talking about Marlon Mack's patience, I mean, you got to even go back to that same game, the Kansas City game on that fourth down run. Marlon Mack, you know, normally, I feel like in 2017, he would have tried to make that play right away and, you know, cut back in and try to get that first down. But what does Marlon Mack do? He stays patient. He basically pushes his tackle, Braden Smith, forward and propels him. You know, it's two guys against one, and he gets that first down. I mean, that's just speaks volumes to what Marlon Mack is able to do. Um, really, what he's able to grow in and what he's been able to grow in ever since he was drafted in 2017. I've heard people basically say that when Marlon Mack came out of uh, South Florida, a lot of people just said he was an athlete with fantastic, you know, physical abilities. Um, but that's all he was, was an athlete. He wasn't a running back. Um, and he's really developed his game, developed his patience, developed his, run, you know, tack, running through the tackles, all those things. Marlon Mack has really um, continued to grow on. He averaged 4.4 yards per carry last year, um, just around 78 yards per game. Um, he's never really gotten super involved with the passing, you know, pass catching department. Um, but, he, you know, he's still offered that win when he's been able to um, – didn't fumble the ball at all last year, which I think is significant. He's only fumbled the ball three times in his three years. He's been with the Colts and that's over 587 touches. He's only fumbled the ball three times. That's pretty darn good. So Marlon Mack, um, very good running back, but the Colts felt like they could do a little bit better with their running back group. And obviously they, they decided to do that and get running back in the second round, Jonathan Taylor out of Wisconsin. Now you talk about physical freak Jonathan Taylor um, he's ginormous. He's built like huge, but he also can run the football. I mean, he can run fast. He's a fast running back. Uh, he offers a lot everywhere. He's similar to Marlon Mack in the fact that he doesn't give you a lot, at least statistically in the pass catching department. But Jonathan Taylor, you just look at his tape and look at his stats the last couple of years. I mean, he was only, he was a less than 30 yards in, in his first, in his first year, his freshman year, less than 30 yards away from 2,000 rushing yards. Next two years, he runs for over 2,000 rushing yards. Last year, he ran for 21 rushing touchdowns. Uh, we said Marlon Mack had a pretty good you know, rush per average. Jonathan Taylor's, through his career, it's incredible. Through his 926 attempts, he averages about 10 yards per carry, which is absolutely insane. That guy is a freak when it comes to running the football. Um, he just adds a whole new element, Derek. And you know very well, being a fan of Ohio State in the Big Ten, Jonathan Taylor is a beast. And, you know, if there's any concern with Marlon Mack's durability issues, there's really been no concern with Jonathan Taylor's issues. I mean, he's really missed one game his entire career with Wisconsin. 
He is just a phenomenal player. We think he's going to just add a completely new element to this Colts running attack. Derek, give me your thoughts on Jonathan Taylor and what he adds to this already pretty good Colts running attack. Yeah, you what you mentioned mostly was his ability to stay healthy, right? Well, a lot of people don't quite understand why that is. I mean, people always say, you know, he ran for 250 times in a college football season. I mean, how does he stay healthy? How how can we expect him to stay durable? Well, you have to look at the reasons why. The reason he's able to is because of the fact he takes very good care of his body off the field. He does yoga. He does other calisthenics, other things that a lot of people don't necessarily do. He does those things to be able to keep his body healthy. It keeps him more relaxed. It's allowing him to keep his body stretched. So he's able to take more of this uh, punishment and be able to still dish it out. And not to mention he's a little bigger, right? I mean, when you're 230 pounds, when you're about 230 pounds as a running back and you're as big as he is, I mean, you, you can definitely take some hits. I mean, that's the great thing about Jonathan Taylor is you just you can't arm tackle this guy. You really can't. Unless you're a unless you're a defensive lineman that is 300 pounds, you're not arm tackling this guy. There's just no way. Um and another great thing about him is, again, his patience. He has patience. I know a lot of people want to say he's the guy that just breaks through. He reminds me a lot of AP, uh, which is kind of in the sense that, you know, when he sees something, when he sees a clump of uh, guys that are in the uh, the gap that he wants to run into, he will be patient. He will figure out where the pressure is coming from and be able to take a quick step and hit another gap. I've seen him do it several times. AP's done it throughout his career. And then when he hits that hole and you try to tackle him, you better be in front of him because if you're not and you're on the side of him, that stiff arm's coming and then you're not catching him afterwards. I mean, this he does remind me a lot of AP in the way that he runs. It's just that simple. Um, I don't know if Jonathan Taylor's ever going to become AP, but I'm just saying the similarity is there in the way that they run, just the way they're able to make things work. And not to mention, Jonathan Taylor can catch. He has made a couple good catches in his career. He made, There's a, a touchdown that he made last season where he did a quick spin on a corner that was guarding him, and he made the catch for the touchdown. He It was not super coordinated, but he did make the catch nonetheless, and he did end up getting the touchdown. So, I mean, he does have that option. And Jonathan Taylor's, again, very big. He provides that kind of, uh, that big running back style kind of guy where he's just somebody that you don't want to have to try to tackle. You just don't want to. Like Marlon Mack, of all things, is a lot smaller than Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor's faster. He's stronger. He's got just as good of awareness. I mean, I wouldn't want to try to tackle him. I'd feel bad for any secondary guy that wants to try and tackle him. This guy is, if he were a starter for any team, I mean, some people have him as the best running back coming out of college football. Uh, him between J.K. Dobbins, obviously. Um, Jonathan Taylor's got, again, great speed. He's got great awareness, great strength, takes care of his body. I don't think durability is going to be an issue. Um, how does his fumbles get better? I think he will improve on that. 
Uh, that might still be an issue for him in year one, maybe. But it is something that I think will c- continue to improve. And I think behind this offensive line, Jonathan Taylor is going to be fun to watch. Absolutely. And 5'10", 226 pounds, and runs that type of 40. I mean, that's just, that's like Madden type of stuff. Like that, that when you go to create a player in Madden, Jonathan Taylor would fit that prototype. I think I would probably create a player very similar to Jonathan Taylor, a physical freak that's fast and also a, not a small running back. He's very big as well. So that's going to serve Jonathan Taylor well. You already mentioned the fumbles, so I was going to go into that, but I don't really think we need to because we've seen Tom Rathman, the, the running backs coach, who was a former fullback himself in the NFL. Um, he's really taught his running backs to not put the ball on the ground. And we've seen it. I mean, the Colts put the ball on the ground, I think, once or twice last year, the entire year, which is very significant. And uh, I I think he's going to be totally fine um, with Tom Rathman as his running backs coach. He's going to teach him some more fundamentals. Um, I think there was a question that we had about if we feel like Jonathan Taylor, I think it was on our last live stream, and we feel like Jonathan Taylor, um, his fumbling issue was more of a physical or a mental thing. Um, I kind of said, I don't feel like it's either. I feel like it's just kind of a technique issue. Um, and I feel like that's something Tom Rathman can really easily coach out of him. Uh, you thought Derek, maybe it's a little bit of mental as well. Um, after all those fumbles potentially. Yeah. I mean, I said it was mental just with the sense that when you're thinking about trying to make the big play, right? Every big running back has this where you're trying to make the big play and you forget to uh, basically secure the football. That's kind of an issue. I mean, that goes into what you said too about technique and things of that nature. But I think it's mental just in the sense that you're not thinking about that sometimes when you're running through big defenses. And he's playing in the conference that has the that is best known for defenses, right? The whole conference plays really good defense for the majority of them. They do better job of playing defense overall than the SEC and other conferences. So, you know, you're going to have a few of those. And, you know, you you play that kind of style and you play that way. Sometimes you're going to have those. But I think that you, you just have to work on that, remind him of what's going to happen there, and then I think uh, things will be better for him in the long run. Absolutely. Uh, we'll, we'll move to the next guy. Um so if you talk about these other two guys not really offering a ton, at least at this point in their careers in the pass catching department, throwing the guy that that's his specialty, Naheem Hines. Um, last year had a little bit of a down year in terms of he didn't see as many targets, didn't have as many receptions or yards or touchdowns. But Naheem Hines through his first two years has had over 100 catches, 107 catches, 745 yards. The year before, he had 63 catches for 425 yards. He had 81 targets. We feel like Naheem Hines has just not been utilized enough, especially with the major drop-off from Andrew Luck to Jacoby Brissett slash Brian Hoyer last year. But we feel like Phillip Rivers can offer uh, Naheem Hines, give him more of an opportunity to get the ball into his hands. Talk to me, Derek, about Naheem Hines um, and what he offers, yes, in the pass-catching department, but also even on special teams and just all the different ways the Colts can use him in their offense. Yeah, talk about the ultimate specialty running back, right? A guy that can run behind that offensive line, a guy who can catch the ball out of the backfield and make people miss with his feet because of his agility and his quickness, and then a guy that can go out on special teams 
and still make plays for you. I mean, this is the ultimate uh, multifaceted tool guy. I mean, I think he could still be used in the run game too. And I think they will try to utilize him in that aspect at times, uh, catch some people off guard. I think that, I mean, he even mentioned when, when Quentin Nelson was getting talked about in the top 30 uh, players in the NFL, uh, he was talking about how, you know, half the time when I'm not, when I run the ball, I'm supposed to go into a certain gap, but sometimes I don't, I just follow uh, Quentin Nelson and 90% of the time he's right. You just got to follow him. And then it's just gone from there. Um, Yeah. I mean, he is a guy that's got tremendous speed. I mean, it is quite crazy to think that Jonathan Taylor and uh, Naheem Hines have almost the same 40 time. That's incredible. Naheem beats him by a fraction of a second. And I mean, a fraction. It's quite crazy to think that Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines have relatively the same speed but again what Naheem Hines has different than what Marlon Mack and what uh Jonathan Taylor bring is his agility and his quickness it's the ability to just make people miss out in the open field that is his specialty just so quick and so agile it just makes you go wow so I expect Naheem Hines to be more active in this system uh, I hope that Frank Reich continues to put more of Naheem Hines in this system. I really want to see Naheem Hines keep doing more. You can use him on first downs to set up screens or set up uh, underneath routes, things of that nature that will catch defenses off guard and use that to open up the passing game and the run game more. So it's all about how does the system work when Naheem Hines because the talent is there. He has the ability to do it all. And that is what's great about him. You're talking about an Austin Eckler type player, a guy that, you know, can do it all, is a guy that can catch the ball out of the backfield, run the football, be able to do special teams, which Eckler doesn't. I mean, this is a great multi-tool guy. I really want to see more from Naheem Hines. I know his talent's there. I just want to see Frank Reich and Nick Sirianni put him more into the system. If they can do that, this Colts team has the best trio of running backs in the NFL, and there's no question about it. Absolutely. And we'll move on to even the, the, the last guy, presumably number four running back. If the Colts decide to keep four, Jordan Wilkins, isn't a bad option, especially at number four. I mean, he hasn't got a lot of carries in his career. Uh, he's got a, 111 carries total in the, uh, I think it's about 30 games. He's played. He missed two games last year. Um, but Jordan Wilkins, when given the opportunity, he he has some pretty good runs. I mean, he averages throughout his two years 5.8 yards per carry. So when he's given the opportunity, a guy like Jordan Wilkins, say something happens to Marlon Mack, as he's done the last couple of years, he gets banged up, misses a game or two. Um, Jordan Wilkins can come in and can help and contribute, not only on special teams, but also in the running department. So, yeah, I think that that's totally uh, a great problem to have too many good running backs and uh, I guess that leads me to the question Derek you kind of mentioned it already in terms of the NFL from Marlon Mack slash Jonathan Taylor all the way down to Jordan Wilkins where would you rank this Colts running back group among the amongst the best in the NFL as a group in the NFL I will say the Colts have the best running back group in the entire NFL, all of them. 
Now, we don't have the best guy in Christian McCaffrey or Saquon Barkley or Zeke or other guys, but what I'm talking about is group. No one in the NFL has their fourth string running back being good enough to potentially be a starter for about half the teams in the NFL. I'm just saying. Jordan Wilkins is good enough to start for 10 teams right now. Right now he is. Because of the of his ability to make plays by breaking tackles. He's just that good. He follows the he follows gaps really well. He averages over 6 yards a carry. In the carries that he gets, he averages 6 yards a carry. It, we were even saying over the last two seasons, Jordan Wilkins has actually been a bigger play uh, uh, the bigger of uh, the guy that makes more plays, more big plays, more big runs than Marlon Mack does. I mean, Marlon Mack will get you the yardage, but Jordan Wilkins is the guy that'll give you the big play, the 25, 30, 40 yard run that you want that opens everything up. That's Jordan Wilkins. This guy is just phenomenal. And the fact that he's our fourth string guy, that is just more incredible. Six and a half yards, I think, leads the league, uh, if I'm not mistaken, of guys from last season. So J- Jordan Wilkins is another great option. He's our fourth option. So I'm going to go out right now and say it. Colts have the best running back group in all of of the NFL. They do. And, and I mean, I know they don't have the best one, but the group overall from first all the way down to fourth, they have the best. And that's how Frank Reich likes to run it, right? He likes to do that running back by committee type approach. We saw how it worked in Philadelphia. And now the Colts have literally three guys, maybe even if you throw in Naheem Hines, four guys, that can run the football and do it effectively. Um, they got they got all different skill sets, which I think is important as well. I mean, you got Marlon Mack, who's more of a, I would say he's more of an all-around back, if that makes sense. Like he's not, he's fast, but he's not Naheem Hines, Jonathan Taylor fast. He's just a consistent back that'll get you the yardage you need, make a big play. Um, Marlon Mack, I like quite a bit, but then Jonathan Taylor, he's a little bit bigger back, but he's also fast. He's just that physical freak type of back. Naheem Hines catches the ball to the backfield. Jordan Wilkins is a really good third down. You know, if you need a certain amount of yardage, Jordan Wilkins can get that for you. Uh, they got all different kinds of variations in their running back group. And I think that is so, so important for what you need um, in your running back group, a diverse group of people that can offer you different options if you need them. So I definitely think top three is not a question. I'm curious who would be some other running back groups that would quest- that would really – you know, challenge the Colts running back groups, I guess, because, you know, you mentioned it, you have all these good running backs, but like you look at their second and third stringers and they don't come close to what the Colts have this year. And I think that's the way the Colts want to do it. So I definitely agree in terms of all the running backs, the Colts have the the four stable of guys they have right now that we think may have a chance to make this roster. I think it's no question. The Colts have the best in the league. I really do. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, you got all the way down the list from our first string all the way to our fourth string. I don't really know a lot of other of teams that have that collection of guys that they can just use for every situation. Now, granted, you know, you don't really need those if you got a guy like a Christian McCaffrey or Saquon or Zeke or or Dalvin Cook or something like that. But I mean. That's only four of the 32 teams. That's only one eighth of the NFL. Where's the rest of them? Who who has that collection of running backs 
that you could put in in any situation and know we're almost not going to lose that production. That's the big question there, right? We lose Marlon Mack. Who's our next option? You got Jonathan Taylor. You won't lose production. We lose Jonathan Taylor and Marlon Mack. You have Jordan Wilkins to take that spot. And you still have Naheem Hines to provide you an option outside of the backfield and to run. So how many guys can say they can do that? How many teams say they lose their first or second string guy and still will get nearly the same production out of their fourth and third string guys? Yeah, I think that's the big thing. You know, when if injuries, if slash when injuries come, because we know they probably will, um, are you ready and are you do you have the depth that you feel like you won't really miss a beat? And I feel like the Colts do, and a lot of these teams say Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, one of these guys gets injured, the production's going to be now. Granted, these guys are you know top running backs in the league, but production's not even going to be anywhere close. Whereas I feel like the Colts could manufacture that based off of the talent they have at that running back position. So. I agree with you. I really think the Colts have a top unit here. And they maybe not don't have a top five running back per se, at least not right now at this current moment. But overall, as a unit, they are definitely one of the best in the league. I'd like to hear our listeners' comments on where you guys think the Colts running back group stacks up against the rest of the league. We think it's very high. We think it's the best. Maybe you think it's – there's another team that you think has a little bit better stable of running backs. We'd like to hear your opinion But for Derek and myself, thank you guys so much. And as always, go Colts.